We wanted to do three things in this section. First, to show how the classical wave equation results from applying Newton's second law to a stretch string. Second, to show that you can read the speed of a mechanical wave on a string directly from the wave equation. And third, to give you an example of a sinusoidal string wave that shows you how you can find the displacement, the transverse speed, and the transverse acceleration for such waves. To get from Newton's second law to the classical wave equation, consider the segment of string shown in figure 4.1. This string is completely horizontal when it's at equilibrium, and the wave motion causes segments of the string to be displaced vertically, which is in the y direction in this figure. As you can see, the displaced segment of string is being tugged on by two forces, which are the tension forces T1 and T2 produced by the rest of the string on this segment. As it says in the text, we're ignoring all other forces such as gravity and air resistance, and we've greatly exaggerated the angles and the curvature of the string relative to the equilibrium condition in order to make it easier to analyze these forces. That analysis is similar to the analysis you've probably done if you've ever studied Newton's laws. In particular, Newton's second law, which says that the acceleration of an object equals the sum of all the forces acting on that object divided by the object's mass. In this case, the object is the string segment, and to find the sum of the forces acting on that segment, you need to do a vector addition of the tension forces T1 and T2. That vector addition is pretty easy with the help of figure 4.2. There you can see the x and y components of t1 and t2, which depend on the angles theta1 and theta2 at each end of the segment. Once you've got the components of the tensions in hand, you can write Newton's second law as the sum of the forces equals the mass of the segment times the segment's acceleration in the x and y directions, as shown in equations 4.1 and 4.2. If you now make the assumption that the segment moves only in the y direction, that is up and down but not left and right in this figure, and you keep the angle small, then you can set a sub x equals zero, and you can make both cosine theta one and cosine theta two equal to one. That leads to equation 4.3. That equation says that the tensions on the two ends of the segment are equally strong, that is they have the same magnitude. But if the forces are equal, why don't they cancel when we add them together? The answer is that these tension forces, T1 and T2, are vectors, and those vectors are not equal, only their magnitudes are equal. It's the difference in their directions that causes the segment to accelerate. And to analyze that difference in direction, you have to consider the slope of the string at each end of this segment. You can get those slopes from figure 4.2, and they're written out in equations 4.4. If you again use the small angle approximation and write the segment's acceleration as the second derivative of position, you get to equation 4.5, which you probably recognize as a form of the classical wave equation. And if you compare equation 4.5 to the classical wave equation from previous chapters, you'll see that the mu over t factor in front of the time derivative must equal 1 over v squared. So the velocity of the wave in this case is the square root of t over mu, the square root of the tension divided by the string's mass density. So if you increase the tension, the wave speed increases. But if you increase the mass density, the wave speed decreases. The last bit of this section is an example of a sinusoidal mechanical wave on a string, and you can see the displacement, the transverse velocity, and the transverse acceleration for such a wave in figure 4.3. Notice that for the segment of the string at location x1, the displacement is maximum, but the transverse velocity is zero. That's because at this instant, at that location, 
the segment is momentarily stopped as it reverses direction. But that segment has the maximum negative value of acceleration because at that point, the tension forces are strongly pulling the segment back towards equilibrium. Now look at the segment at position x2. In that case, the displacement is zero as the segment passes through equilibrium. At that instant, the segment is going fast as it moves through equilibrium, so you see that its transverse speed has a maximum value. But as it passes through equilibrium, the tension forces are in opposite directions and the transverse acceleration is zero at that instant. This section concludes with a brief explanation of the effect of inhomogeneity on the wave equation. That is, if the string's mass density is not uniform along the entire length of the string, the solutions to the wave equation are no longer sinusoidal. The next section also deals with mechanical waves using a similar analytical approach to find the wave equation for longitudinal pressure waves.